0: Welcome to Mind Surfer MD. I'm your host, Dr. Liz Trainer, and my mission is to normalize discussions about mental health and provide resources to those of us who are riding the waves. So let's dive in. Hey, the recording's working, everybody. Let's go. Um, hi, welcome again to Mind Surfer MD. I'm so delighted to have my IFS coach Terry Boransky joining me this morning. I have been uh, working with him for the last three, four months, and boy, I wanted to quit so many times, <laughs> but he did trust the process, trust the process. And my friend, Debbie Blaney, shout out to you, Debbie, who recommended him also said, just trust the process, keep keep at it. Um, but welcome, Terry. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so delighted to introduce you to my my listeners. So, Thank,
1: thank you, you, Liz. Such a pleasure.
0: Yeah. So how did you find IFS? What is IFS? um and tell us tell us about your journey
1: yes maybe i can start with a little ifs overview uh Uh, sure oh
0: sure well i think i want to hear i want to hear about who you are first because i think stories are really interesting instead of going straight into the data because that like puts people to sleep but who are you how did you get into this yeah
1: yeah yeah so i oddly enough i worked in it uh for for the longest time and loved it for a, a little while uh and then you know Slowly, the passion started to wane over over the years. So it, it ended up being about 15 years, which is a good run. Uh, and you know, but very left brained type of activity, which was all me uh, at the time. So it was perfect. Uh, but then it it maybe five years or so ago, I just kind of fell into developmental trauma and developmental psychology and how the mind works. And it just came out of nowhere. It wasn't I wasn't looking to get into it, but it just it just it found me. Uh, wow. And I just became fascinated with because it it just explains so much that otherwise it's very hard to explain in terms of the way the world is going and uh, the way people behave. And so it really resonated on that level, just in terms of mm-hmm. making sense and, and providing explanations uh, for things. And then I found IFS shortly thereafter, which is a you know a, a specific way of looking at the mind that, that we'll get into in, in a healing approach. Uh, as well, and it just and it, it and it
0: stands for internal family systems, right? Yes. is internal family systems. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah but, but yeah, keep keep going. This is good stuff.
1: Yeah, so it just resonated with me so well, and it's, it's it was one of those things where as soon as you see something, it just lands like like so perfectly with you. Uh, and then I so I ended up trying it myself as a as a client, and then at some point in there, it it finally occurred to me it was a calling for a new career, which I hadn't seen coming. Uh, at all. And then I started, you know, the training and all, all kinds of courses and reading and and stuff like that. And then slowly transitioned over, uh, which, which was just beautiful to have that flexibility to not like have to be in a rush and have to make all this stuff happen now. I was able to take my time and, and just kind of slowly move at a pace that. That made sense, and uh, yeah, now here I am, and it's it's so rewarding. Like it's it's yeah. great to have passion for work again, and uh, every day just learning new stuff and and seeing, uh, you know, the amazing results of it is is just so so powerful.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, as as physicians, I, I feel that we are so blessed to be doing something that is intrinsically valuable and intrinsically you know, just feeds our souls. And, um, I think doing this work, um, you know, as a practitioner probably scratches that, that itch. Um, and, um, yeah. And, and Debbie said that she used to be one of your free clients. Sorry, I'm shouting you out Debbie again, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but, uh, but she's like, yeah, it was worth it. I started paying him when he went pro. So, um, but, um, Yeah. So I had never heard of IFS until this year. And then I started hearing it from multiple different sources and I'm in a women physicians coaching group where one of the coaches is IFS and trauma informed also. And, um, you know, I never thought of myself as trauma, trauma. It's like, I don't have big T trauma, but just, you know, just the, you know, kind of intellectual parents who weren't that emotional connection, little T trauma kind of thing. But, um, But even for little T trauma, I've been finding it very, very helpful. But like I said, it took months because it's such a different way of kind of doing therapy because it's more meditative and you have this great late night DJ voice that's Mm. so relaxing. (laughs) And for the, the several months where I was like, this is a waste of money, this is not my thing. I realized at one of the sessions that the value of just intrinsically relaxing while you were guiding me on meditations, that had value in itself. But then the real transformations happened uh, months later, um, where I, you know, because the, the, the concept with the IFS is that there are all these different parts within us, right? And I should I should stop talking and let you explain it. But, but finding these little parts, because for me, it was like, okay, I got this depressed part, which I feel like swallows me. But then There's the angry part that's angry that I spend half of my life depressed. And then there's the questioning part that's like, well, it's just neurochemistry. This IFS stuff is bullshit. And, you know, so that part kept coming in and, and you would remind me to like, okay, let's let that part dial back and just like explore this other part. So anyway, so talk more about how IFS works and yeah. I yeah
1: talk too much. <laughs> no it's it's beautiful to hear your experience I and mean, it's so important uh so yeah, i'll do a little elevator speech and and stop me if if it doesn't make sense or anything but when we think about the mind we typically think of it as one thing right we say i we say me as if we're referring to a, a single thing that is that is us uh but we also know on some level that we often hold contradictory thoughts on things and opinions on things uh if we're weighing a big decision we're often wavering back and forth on it, moment to moment, like second to second in a lot of cases. Like we'll just have these completely different perspectives like come swooping in and swooping out. Uh, we also know that we'll often say one thing quite sincerely and then do another, right? And we, we see this with ourselves, with everybody. Like we, we will genuinely say, I'm going to do X, and then, and then we'll do Y. And so clearly, there are conflicting processes at work here in the mind when that happens. Uh, other times, we'll be even more explicit, and we'll say, oh, a part of me wants to do this, but a part of me wants to do that. And this is common language that, that people use. And there's an implicit recognition there of, of what, what we're talking about uh, when it comes to parts. So the contention is that all of these things are reflective of something very fundamental mm-hmm. about how the mind actually works uh, that's just not necessarily explicitly obvious day to day, especially in in this culture where we're kind of ingrained in this culture is what we call mono mind uh, viewpoint which, which is the mind is one thing. So it, it takes a lot for uh, I think us to question that a lot of times because it's just an assumption of uh, this is this is how the mind works. Uh, so when we say the mind is made of parts, so click 101 on parts, so like, what do we mean by by parts right? Well the the place I like to start is that the body is made of parts uh they are you know we have shoulders and arms and they are separate from each other but they're part of a larger system and the the sum is greater than than the parts right so we have this amazing body that can do uh amazing things so that that's that's one good way of thinking about it up front uh another analogy is an orchestra which which i love so you have everyone in the orchestra who has a role so to speak and again the sum of what's produced is far far greater uh, than the individual instruments uh, being played. Uh, so a couple keys here. So parts of the mind are completely normal. Number one, we're born with them. And that's a good thing in, in this approach. So they're not created by trauma as is often believed in parts of psychology, like with multiple personality disorder. The belief is that most of us are one mind, but then some people are so traumatized that they end up with these parts. And that's not how we look at it. We're, we, we, all the evidence suggests that we're born that way and multiple personality disorder is just a more extreme manifestation as a result of uh, extreme trauma. Uh, and But our parts are impacted by trauma, often substantially. Uh, so they often get stuck in the past, uh, we find at young ages. So there's this notion of an inner child uh, that's pretty popular these days, that, that refers to that like we have this inner child but in ifs we have inner children because there's always more than one Uh, so we don't stop with with just the one there's always again depending on our history and all of this there's some number of them in there that's not it is finite but it's not there's no specific number it just varies uh for for each person uh and these parts can get pretty intense uh when they're traumatized again depending on uh, a person's history uh, another point is that they're all individual subpersonalities, so they're more than just emotions. Even though we'll often refer to them that way up front, we'll say, "Oh, I have a sad part, I have an angry one," but what we find is that they really are subpersonalities in there, and they have their own ways of thinking and their own ways of seeing the world, which which is just so so fascinating. The more and more I started digging into this, like they really get, they are intricate in there, and, and we have to account for that when we're uh, working with them. Uh, the final point is that they interact with each other, too. So it's a system. So some of them uh, cooperate with each other. Others fight each other when they, when they disagree on what's best uh, for the person. So there's this, there's this whole interactive system uh, at work in there, and it, it, you know, as IFS was being discovered organically in the 80s by Richard Schwartz, he, the more he learned about it, the more intricate it got, you know, and it was just, it's just so fascinating, uh, how, how he came to that, which, which we can get into perhaps, but, uh, and this also goes back over a century, this, this notion of the mind, psychology, literature. So, this, this is nothing new. It's just, other than certain niches, uh, in those two fields, it, it's not not very well-known at all. So that's a little bit of the backdrop of it. Uh, and I'll pause there. And then maybe I can give just oh, people yeah. a quick example of this for them to reflect on.
0: Right. And I think um, the 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 way it was, you know, re- revealed in the 80s, I think you were telling me that he was working with bipolar patients. Is that right? Or bulimic patients. It was bulimic yeah. patients, right? Where it's like a part of me wants to overeat and disappear. And part of me is like, this is really stupid. I shouldn't do this. Right. Or something like that. So I, I found that um, really interesting, and I'd heard that IFS was supposed to be particularly helpful with people who have like bipolar brains, like mine. <laughs> so that was another reason I was like, okay, yeah. I got to give this stuff a try. Um, and there were some exercises in particular that you did with me that I found very very helpful. And you alluded to one of one of them where you know when somebody's when we're making a decision and we can't decide. You know, like I was really struggling with whether to sell my parents' house or not. Like we had this round table exercise. Can you talk about how that works? That was really, yeah. really powerful. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So that, that's what we refer to as a, a polarization when when parts disagree on something, mm-hmm. either what to do or what not to do. And, and so one of the things, and, and sometimes there's one part on each side of the argument and sometimes there's multiple. And for you, it was multiple, you know, that, that's often the case. And so what, what helps so much which is just like you would do with humans. And this is what I mean by they are sub-personalities. It's okay. What would you do with a big group of people who are split on an issue? And we know people, people just want to be heard. Well, we invite them to a conference table internally and the self with a capital S, which we'll talk about sits at the head of the table and moderates a discussion and all the parts, you know, and, and a lot of times we'll do it. Okay. The parts who want to do this sit on this side of the table, the parts who disagree sit on the other side. and, is bizarre as that may sound uh, you know to someone who's never done this before right when when the parts hear each other and when they know they're being listened to by the self like everything shifts because what had normally been going on before that was just fighting and yelling and it's just it's like a classroom full of kids and the teacher's not there or the teacher can't you know has no control over the classroom and they can't hear each other and it just escalates it gets louder and louder and louder And the result is it's very difficult to make. You know, the self has to eventually make a decision and you can't do it because it's chaos in there. Whereas as soon as we hear them, it it immediately lowers the energy in there. And now not only is self-hearing all these perspectives, which maybe we're getting drowned out by all the noise, but the parts themselves are recognizing that they're being heard and that lowers the consternation. And so now there's more room just energetically for for self eventually to make a decision, which I think is what, you know, if that aligns with your experience, you can share yeah. that. But that's normally what happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um and and I love how you define the self as all the Cs. They're all the good C's, like, you know, confident and clear and creative and curious and compassionate and did I say courageous already? <laughs> um and there were a couple others, but um but um but but that's that's how I feel when I I am you know, in my, like, I I like to say my happy self, my, my energetic self. And so that, so that, um, but but having that, um, that, that true self, that, that is all those good juicy things that, that we like to identify with, um, and, and giving, having that perspective of kind of being above all these different arguing uh, factions and listening to each one with creativity uh, or with curiosity rather and and compassion and hearing them out and honoring them um uh, was was very helpful um and then there was another really powerful exercise that we did just a couple of weeks ago um can you can you talk about that um I don't know if you know the one I'm thinking of. You, might have you probably to me, do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's it's and 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 I don't know if I'm going to be stealing your thunder because it was so powerful because you had it you as won't. a surprise for me. Um, okay, good. But it's where um, you invited me to visualize my children handing their trauma that I've inflicted on them because right, having a bipolar parent is going to be really traumatic. But I'm imagining them handing that trauma back to me, and then I get to hand the trauma that my parents gave me back to them. And then they get to hand that trauma back to their parents because we all suck as parents. We do the best we can, but we're all going to cause some trauma in our kids. And I know that my parents had even colder parents than I experienced as a child. And to be able to visualize for me, that was like imagining like balls of yarn just unwinding over the centuries um and rolling faster and faster down a hill on either side of my family tree it was really a very powerful uh image for me
1: yeah so, yeah yeah
0: what do you call yes. that exercise or
1: did yeah. you make that up and that's, <laughs> so that's a great uh aspect of this where we there, there's in IFS we have this notion of burdens which is the, mm. the trauma baggage that our parts mm. are carrying and there's essentially two types of them There's when, the, when we are traumatized directly uh those are just called burdens like standard burdens but there's also trauma that is passed down generationally uh and this is you know epigenetics is all over this exactly like, and, and, you know like exactly. this is exactly it's
0: yeah. real like yeah. when had something going for him he's you <laughs> right. know the guy that we all like made fun of in ap bio 30 40 years ago but now it's like actually he has yeah. something
1: yeah yeah the epigenetics it. is so fascinating yeah. Yeah. so fascinating and so we see but, that yeah. here where there, there there's a lot of cultural stuff that, that is and ancestral stuff that comes down. And and when when someone and it's hard to draw the line between the two sometimes, but when some when when an entire family for generations and generations is full of people pleasers, for example, there's always a component coming down generationally. And so those types of burdens, which are called legacy burdens, burdens in, in IFS there's this they're easier to deal with, uh, not that the other stuff is hard, but it's just that there's a more steps in the process. But with legacy burdens because they're not yours, we pass them back. So we, we invite all the ancestors uh, to come to the you know the area in, inside and you pass it to your parents. they pass it to their parents. And the ancestors, th- this is so, so powerful for, you know, in this culture, we're so disconnected from our ancestors compared to others, you know, especially out east and uh, indigenous cultures, like the, the, they do stuff like this all day, right? And we're so in the west disconnected from it. So when it resonates uh, as it did for you, like it's it's beautiful to see because we're literally just handing stuff back and then it goes all the way back to the beginning, and then they, we have them give it up to one of the elements or to light, like there's a there's a process at the end there. And then we pass good stuff back down to kind of fill up all of that space uh, from all that stuff that, that was just pulled out uh, of everyone in the line. And, and again, lest this sound just like some imaginary exercise, which when we're talking about it, it's difficult to make it sound like more than that, but this is real, like this is not you know this is not Liz just imagining something and then it it seems like it's like this this stuff is so powerful and if you haven't done it i get that it may be hard to, to fully grasp that but take it from me who does it every day and for liz who did it uh, for the first time a couple of weeks ago like this stuff is real and that that's where the power of it is
0: yeah yeah it's it's really cool um And like one of the, um, I just wanted to mention like a couple of the other breakthroughs. It's like every session there's, there's usually some little insight that, um, uh, that comes like, um, and, you know, and, and, and it's, it's something that's, that may even seem obvious, but like the the first one was when I was so profoundly depressed and you said, okay, can you just dial her back 50%? And I'm like, no. It's all of me. And then I said, okay, well, maybe I can dial her back 5%. And just that 5%, if I can dial the depression back, even 5%, that's recognizing that there's this true self that's separate from that Mm -hmm. depressed self. And that for me, that was, that was money. That was like, okay. Um, so that was, that was very powerful. And then the other thing, um, was just last week when, um, we were talking about um, visualizing me as a child and when I was banished to my room, <laughs> you know, as, as children sometimes do, we all get timeouts, but, um, and, and just realizing I'm the best mother for my, myself. I am, I am the one who gets me as a little girl. And I think that's what our journeys are as, as adults is realizing that we become our own parent. We become our own best advocate, and um, so that, that was also just another a, a great great insight for me um, just last week. So anyway, um, so that's a little bit about IFS, Everybody, Hearts Work, um, and if you want to find out more, healingtheself.net is Terry's website, right, And and also Terry, you're going to be speaking at the Interfusion Festival, which is basically how I found you. Um, the Interfusion Festival guys is so cool. It's where I learned how to do acro yoga. It's basically doing partner yoga where you're balancing. It's like, if you've ever done an airplane with your kids, that's like partner acro yoga is airplane on steroids. It's so fun. Um, and, and they also have all sorts of workshops on psychedelics and a cocoa ceremony, ceremony and dance workshops that go till 5am, but I go to bed at nine. So that's not my thing. <laughs> but um but terry's going to be speaking there too about um ifs and that's the interfusion festival so just go to interfusion.com and you can find out more about it but it's over uh, martin luther king weekend and it's in washington dc and the beauty is even though terry's in dc zoom obviously makes everything possible all around the world um so i um i met somebody at a psychedelic workshop who had um uh has become a great friend and she's the one who told me about terry so um yeah any any anything else that we should know besides that you love chocolate truffles (sighs) and your daughter loves peppa the pig which i think is so cute and i don't even know who peppa the pig is i have to look her up but um but yeah is there is there anything else you want to add terry
1: uh, no I think we we've covered a lot, so thank you so much and thank you for getting the helping get the word out and introducing your audience uh, to this. I Absolutely. think it's a really, really powerful practice and I look forward to seeing you in, at Interfusion in a couple months.
0: Oh I love that. Uh, ifS is is something that um, yeah I just think it, it's such a it's another tool in our armamentarium and i I am just delighted that I can help spread the word. So ah, love all your parts, people. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Terry. HealingTheSelf.net is where to find them.
1: Thanks so much, Liz.
0: If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share with a friend, and provide your five-star feedback so we can reach more listeners. I would also love to see you in our Facebook community, MindSurferMD, where you can sign up for a buddy. Catch you later.